do the right thing, the podcast panel show that wants to do the right thing in any given situation. For example, what is the right way to teach children to share? Tell her slowly and precisely that they're little tiny people that come from a lady's tum-tum. <laughs> I mean, written down, it's good. <laughs> We're at the Phoenix in London. I'm Danielle Ward, and with me trying to do the right thing today, on my left, He's the Nadine Coyle of comedy in that he's really struggling for work. It's Michael Legg. <laughs> and with him, he's Kenneth Williams for the Fruit Ninja Generation. It's Joe Lysett. Thank you for that accurate joke. <laughs> and on my right, a woman so often guilt-ridden that she wears a saddle, it's Margaret Cavorn Smith. <laughs> With her, just like the packaging on a penguin bar, because he's a rapper and a comedian, it's Doc Brown! <laughs> wow. Now, I know we've only just met, but I want you to take your bra off. Sorry, I mean, it's round one. The importance of being right. Just like the holiday maker looking for photos of cave diving on Lesbos, I've run into some unexpected problems online. <laughs> in this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario and they're going to tell me what is the right thing to do according to Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from the World Wide Web. <laughs> and they're going to get worse. <laughs> Margaret and Ben, a beloved elderly friend has passed away, leaving you and everyone you know £100. Bingo! The only condition for collecting the money is you must attend their funeral dressed as a character from Star Wars. You decide to go as C-3PO and his sidekick bin, R2-D2. <laughs> You're just walking up a long, long country road, because robots can't drive, to the remote rural church when a vicious storm breaks. Your costumes are going to rust and worse. But what is the right way to avoid being struck by lightning, according to AccuWeather.com? <laughs> Does AccuWeather.com know that... I'm dressed as R2-D2. I mean... They don't know you're dressed as a robot. Because I'd say wearing easy. metal is probably mm. the yeah. least. Where did we get these outfits if they're actually metal? You, you're C-3PO. Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Doc do an impression of C-3PO. <laughs> I feel like you're doing one right now, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something about my hard drive. <laughs> I love impressions that begin something about. <laughs> Would you take your robot costume off? Yeah, if it was if it, metal. If it's really metal, I think we'd strip off and, and lay together uh, in the... Um, this is escalating very quickly. Very much so. I'm a very lazy man, Danielle. <laughs> Michael, are you scared of thunder? Of course I'm scared of thunder and lightning. But the thing is, I have cleverly managed to avoid being hit by lightning by always being indoors. <laughs> that surely can't be the yeah, way to avoid it. Michael, would you get under a tree? What sort of tree? Yeah, I can never remember. Are you supposed to be under a tree or not under a tree? I guess there's one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, that's going to happen. No, yeah, to be fair, we all are. Surely it depends on what tree it is, because we have yes. trees in, in my garden that have got a real fungus problem, and actually <laughs> the moisture inside them is such that if lightning hit it, it would struggle to catch fire, and it would actually be a very safe place to reside. But wouldn't the, wouldn't the, wouldn't the wetness carry the electricity further? You might be right. <laughs> 
Um, Margaret and Doc, if you had a car, would you get in the car? No, that seems quite small and metal. Um, oh, if there's lightning. Sorry, I just thought that was another question. Or maybe just admire it from a distance. What a lovely Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> would you stay outside? Or would you rush to the no, church? Yeah, go into the church. I think Michael's right. No, yeah, church, so I was right. Get wrong. inside. Church, it's got church. a steeple and it's got the little, what do you call it? Cross. Don't go on to the steeple. The swastika. <laughs> They're trying to reclaim it, aren't they, the swastika? Because who's? They? The Nazis. The Nazis. <laughs> Bad it's on all their merchandising. <laughs> they've, no, they've nailed it. It's theirs. Yeah, like, it's such <laughs> a strong logo. You must admit, when you see it, you know what shop you're in. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. Primark. Ben, what are the answers? Okay, well, I'm giving a point to Margaret and Ben. And I oh. did give a point to Michael and Joe, but then I took it away again. Yeah. On what grounds? Well, because I'll, I'll explain. Um, so, AccuWeather.com have the following advice. If you're out in the middle of nowhere, the first thing you should do is get away from anything that can easily draw a lightning strike. Trees are a bad idea. So that's the minus one for uh, mm. Michael and Joe. AccuWeather don't mention this specifically, but for the same reason, you should probably get out of your C-3PO and R2-D2 metallic fancy dress costumes, for which I gave Margaret and Ben a point. If you're near a tall object that gets hit, when the charge moves into the ground, you could still end up shocked or killed because the Earth allows the electricity to travel across its surface. Once you find a space away from tall objects, you should crouch down. However, do not lie... In fact, I'm going to take away a point from Margaret and Doc as well. <laughs> don't lie on top of each other. Yeah, don't lie down. You need as little contact with the ground as possible. Instead, stay on the balls of your feet. Whatever they we, are. We could do that. We could, we could make that work. Right? <laughs> what about staying on the balls of your balls? <laughs> the safest place to be during a thunderstorm is indeed inside a building, for which I gave Michael a point. So, no points all round. Oh, yeah. well <laughs> Michael and Joe, your brand new beach shorts are just covered in coconut sunblock. How did that happen? Annoyed, you stick them in the washing machine and set it to a hot wash. While waiting for the spin cycle to finish, you start to think about your life and realise the relationship you're in isn't satisfying you spiritually. You feel like your partner has clipped your wings and you deserve to fly. But what is the right way to break up with someone according to MarieClaire.com? I've got a lot of respect for people who are arseholes when it comes to breaking up. You know when people... God, I'm really shocked at Phil Collins because he left that woman via fax or some archaic thing. <laughs> like, by teletext. <laughs> who, who wants that laboured and drawn out? That bullshit. Who wants to be sat down by Phil Collins and maturely spoken to like an adult? By Phil fucking Collins. <laughs> Just leave it on a napkin and fuck off. <laughs> I've got a friend who um, came home to find that her boyfriend had moved out and left a very brief note saying, that's it, it's over, and the toilet full of poo. Oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see, that's unnecessary. That, that's, that's just... Margaret, you must have been dumped a number yeah. of times. Yeah! <laughs> I, I, I have never dumped anyone. Have you Ever. never? I've never dumped anyone, no. Aww. I'm a real trier. <laughs> But yeah, I've been to... I was dumped. <laughs> a guy made me leave the room while he wrote me a letter. Wow. Wow. I mean, we were young, but that's... That's bad. Leave the room, let me get my quill. <laughs> the thing is, it was quite a 
a long letter as well. So I just sort of went to my bedroom and read a Did you know he was going to dump you? Or was it like, I'm going to write you a letter? Yeah, it was one of those... I should have known, and I was incredibly optimistic. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's this going to be? <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was that kind of teenager. <laughs> yeah. I, was always, I was always the weasel guy, like a weasel out of it, you know. Would like, you be mean to a girl? No, 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 I've only been mean once. The other times it was always the kind of, hey, I think it's maybe time that we assessed what's going on, blah, blah. Just really vague... Vaguely saying that I'm not it's really not into a GCSE. It anymore. Yeah, you know that always worked. The only time I actually thought I'm just going to say I'm not interested, she threw a shoe at me. How did you say it? Go on, say it to me, and I'll tell you what I'm inspired to do. I said this is not going to work because fuck I fuck you. <laughs> So I can't get my shoe off because I'm pregnant, but I would. So <laughs> traumatically similar to how that conversation went. Jesus. Joe, have you ever broken up with anybody? No. Aww. No, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do it in the in the masculine way, which is to sort of become a bit distant and make them feel like they have to do the work. So just sort of like leave hints, like sort of reinstalling grinder and that kind of thing. <laughs> you wouldn't sugarcoat it then? You wouldn't go, oh, I think you're beautiful, but I have to leave the country? <laughs> that, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, more like, it's more like a crossword clue. <laughs> you were so beautiful as a result. I don't think I could be on the same landmass as something this attractive. Otherwise, I will wank myself into the grave. Sure, well, hang on, we're being asked about what the advice in Marie Claire yes, would be. Yes, it's Marie Claire. So, so it's, it's not actually what we would do, is it? It's mm. what <clears throat> Marie Claire, Claire would do. suggest we do. Marie Claire herself. What was her dating life like? I don't know. <laughs> it would have been like 20 questions, and then you have to turn your date upside down to read whether or not. <laughs> I think it, the advice would be do it in person, be honest but without being too hurtful, don't maintain contact for a while afterwards. And then the final bit, which is Michael's tip, which is just write fuck off on a napkin. <laughs> draw a willy. And draw a willy on it. Draw a willy on it. So and, and a swastika. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I think I'd win this round. <laughs> ben, is anybody close? Well, I think your team win this round, but it's not really anything to do with you, Michael. Um, uh, to be fair, I gave you guys one point for you just being rude, because Marie Claire's advice is pretty rude. Let me uh, go through it. Their advice is on how to break up with men. They say, don't sugarcoat the situation. If you're seeing someone else, tell them you're seeing someone else. Avoid cliches like, I love you, I'm just not in love with you. Guys don't understand this stuff. If you've, if you've lost feelings for him, just say it. He can't argue with that. So I gave Joe a point there for being honest. The longer you've been together, the more likely it is you'll be required to break up in person. But never do it at your place because you want to be able to leave. Neutral. Oh, that's, that's very, very good. good. It's, it's good to think about good. So another point to Joe there for doing it in person. Um, then they say, set post-breakup rules. Let him know that you won't be answering his calls or emails. You won't be accommodating him if he shows up at your house. I said this. You did. That's... Another point. Thank Eventually, you. if he... <laughs> on it. He's on it. Eventually, Man, if he has any on. personality and independence, he will stop bothering you. Wow. Uh, 
I did also give Margaret and Doc one point for the uh, throwing a th- shoe story because Doc also avoided the cliches there. So, uh, Ben, what are the scores at the end of that round? Margaret and Ben have got one, but Michael and Joe have got four. Yes! <laughs> Please, sir, I want some morphine. It's agony! <laughs> round I'll be asking the panel to help solve Ebola and other audience problems. But to get them oven ready, here's a real problem sent to an actual agony aunt. Michael, could you read this out please? Dear agony aunt, I'm 17 years old and I, shut up Anne, and I, I love being alone. That part is true. Quite frankly, I just don't like people. I don't like that I don't like people. But whenever someone talks to me, I just feel so annoyed. (laughs) I know that when I become an adult, I'll have to deal with people all the time. My mum is even making me get a job this summer just so that I can get used to people. I want to be an author in the future. (laughs) I I think that's just, I want to be an author in the future. (laughs) Let him live his dream, you pregnant fuck. I want to be an author in the future. That's the kind of job where you're likely to be left alone, right? Can you tell me what to do? That's actually more depressing than we normally get. Do you think so? Because I don't think there's a problem. I think it's fine. It's just normal. I mean, most of my friends are angry loners. Danielle, Michael. Your daughter. My daughter, my, my husband. The fetus in me. <laughs> Michael, when you were 17, were you a cheerful chap? No, I'm not sure that I was. Don't forget, I grew up in Northern Ireland during the horrible 80s, but I was thought of as the happy one. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, I had to leave. <laughs> what do you do that makes you happy? Well, spending time with uh, really good friends. <laughs> And then creeping them out by doing that. I think I've put it down to, like, two things. I like my dog, and I like shopping with my dad. And did you leave both of those behind in Northern Ireland? Yeah, yeah, my dad's in kennels. He's fine. (laughs) (laughs) fine. Ben, do you like spending time by yourself? I used to. Now I irritate the shit out of myself. I really hate time alone now. So I, I try and not be alone as much as possible. If that's not too dark, I just, like, uh, <laughs> I, I creep myself out. Yeah. What do you do when you want to masturbate? Uh, that, is, that is tricky. Um, I create a little, what I would call a tissue train that goes from my navel up to my chest. This is, and then, this is awful. Can I move? <laughs> Joe, do you like being alone? I don't mind it. The thing with this young boy, though, is that he thinks being alone is being alone. But actually, as a writer, I know that most writers, we're all writers, uh, we all write our comedy, you're never alone because you have the voices of critics in your head going around, (laughs) just telling you how that would be shit. Uh, So what you end up doing is just being surrounded by a shower of cunts. (laughs) Ben, produce Ben, what are the actual answers? So this advice comes from the elderwisdomcircle.org. We are, Witches. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel with uh, <laughs> online advice. Okay, so they say, 
We're all different. You will probably always oh. be the type of person who prefers alone time. That is fine, and you should not worry about it. So a point to Margaret. Yeah, that. that's true. Well done, Margaret. We needed um, that. Having said that. <laughs> Because the world is full of people, you cannot live in total isolation. Yes, you can choose a career that needs less social interaction, such as writing, but even in that career, you'll need to talk to your editor and publisher. So I'm going to give um, Joe half a point for that, because he was talking about voices in his head, but it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was creepy, but right. Yeah. Uh, now you've seen how a real agony aunt does it, let's see how you handle some problems from tonight's audience. Is Daddy JJ here? Daddy JJ? <laughs> Serious. Daddy JJ says, my wife and I cannot agree on what to tell our little girl to name her bits. I prefer to call it vagina, she prefers frou-frou. Do you have any good suggestions? You know what, I've been dealing with this quite a bit recently. Um, Both my daughters have been more than happy with vagina, but the issue that I've really had is with the younger one who masturbates all the time. And she's, uh, she's six. And um, the older one, my older daughter is nine, okay? So, like, she, I've never experienced this with her ever. She's very, very private about her privates, which I like as a dad who just doesn't want to get involved in women's shit. Like, I, I'm happy with that. It's not with a shit. But the, <laughs> but the little one, constantly, I was driving along and uh, I heard like a humming from the back seat, and she brought a little mouse with a pull-out cord to it, a little toy mouse, and when you let go of the cord, it, it rolls along the ground. But if you hold it, all it does is vibrate, right? And she had that on her, yeah. on the back seat. And I was just like, what the hell? And she was like, it feels so nice. And I, I didn't know how to reprimand her about it. This is not what the story is supposed to be. What, 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 what I wanted to... to I just wanted to get to the crux of how I learned that she calls her thing a vagina and nothing else. We were at the Shaw Theatre in Houston. The elder one, she was doing a ballet recital, right? And the lights are about to go down about five minutes from showtime. And she's there just flicking the bean like it's nothing, right? Constantly. And I was like, you can't... I don't want to make it feel weird because no, it's natural, right? No, you just have right? to say not I said, please, public. please don't do it when we're around strangers. Do it in your bed, do it at bedtime, after story time, it's fine, okay? You know? Um, it is, it's fine, it's fine. And she said, why, what's wrong, what's wrong? And I said, look, we've had this conversation, remember the mouse thing? And um, <laughs> the lights go down and everyone's like, shh, all the parents are now, shh, 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 shh. And um, the orchestra are about to strike up, but there's that moment of silence when the lights go down, it's all black, and there's a hush. And she started doing it again. I said, please, stop doing that. And she said, I'm just tickling my vagina. <laughs> like, that loud. That loud. I switched seats. I literally, I just fucking left. I, I got up and left. So that when the lights came on the interval, I wouldn't be there. I'd be somewhere else. No, I think that's, I think that's fair enough. But vagina's fine, man. Like, it doesn't... Like, no, I think it sounds... Penis has a lot more nicknames. Well, um, I zoned out a minute ago. The, the someone summarise what's happened? <laughs> Have you ever seen a vagina? Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That is incredible. There's some shit you just can't write. <laughs> just unreal, that. Unreal. 
I didn't know I'd invited my mum, but there you go. <laughs> I didn't know she had a glass vagina. <laughs> <laughs> that's one, that's one. To answer your question, I don't know what a vagina is. <laughs> Michael, Jerk is a girl. What do yep. you tell her to call her vagina? Well, weirdly, we've never had this conversation yet. Because <laughs> she's a dog, she doesn't know what a vagina is. Uh, <laughs> she scoots her... Um, dogina? <laughs> across the floor. She seems to like that. Doesn't that mean she's got worms? Sorry. Are you calling my dog a slut? Yeah, why not? knocked up old hag. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Sorry, Daddy JJ. Oh, sorry, Daddy. I mean... Daddy for JJ. (laughs) What does the JJ stand for? Maybe we can work around that. She's not calling it after her dad. (laughs) Daddy Daddy JJ, has any of that been helpful? Um... No. Well, in that case, we'll move on. Producer Ben, let's check the scores. Gash. Sorry, sorry, we're too late, we're too late, we're too late. Sorry. Let's move on, let's move on. OK, the scores at the end of that round are that uh, Margaret and Ben have two, and Michael and Joe have four and a half. Really? Yeah. It's time to ask the expert. This is the round where I invite the panel to enter the mind of an expert, take their shoes off and feel the brain carpet beneath their toes. So let's welcome today's expert, curator of flies at the Natural History Museum, it's Dr Erica McAllister. Hello Erica. Hello. Right, panel, in a moment you're going to have to second-guess what Erica would do in some curator of flies at the museum-based scenarios. But before that, you've got a chance to get to know her a little bit better with some carefully chosen questions. So would anybody oh, like awesome. to... I've got a really quick question, and this is like just something I'm dealing with right now. What the hell with fruit flies, man? They're all over my house. It started with fruit. They're all over my toothpaste now. Ah. Yeah. Ah. What the hell? They're probably not fruit flies. But what are they? But the answer's not going to help you any better. How do I get rid of them? Uh, Well, it's probably things like compost gnats. So they're living in all your rotting drains. I'm not talking about the cleanliness of your house. I don't want to get into this. No, my house is a shithole. No question. Then there we go. You know when it started is when I tried to be middle class and I got one of those compost things in my kitchen. That's when it started. Yeah, but those are little little almages. There's no point in being middle class. It's pointless. (laughs) They're really cute. I'm sure they're cute in your world, right? In my world, they're really annoying. Seriously. Well, they're not. They're getting rid of your shit. So they're quite important. Well, literally. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you should get a toilet. You should be that middle class that you invest. So I should stop shitting on the floor. And on, and on your toothpaste. And actually do it in the toilet and flush yeah. it. Is that yeah. what you're saying? That's my Wow, uh, you middle class people are amazing. <laughs> I really do want to be a part of your crew. <laughs> How did you get into flies, Erica? As a child, I was given a microscope and I used to, the cats used to bring in dead mammals and I would um, watch them decompose in my bedroom. <laughs> And I had a lecturer at university, he'd scoop up his pile of insects and he'd go, Erica, that eats that, that lays its egg in that, that rips the head off that, that does that. And I was like, brilliant. <laughs> um, it was my life. Tell me, Erica, how do you find a good man? <laughs> I, okay, to be true, I, I fiddle with genitalia every day. 
Fly genitalia. Oh, it's the most exciting genitalia. Oh my god, is, flies have like this has gone cocks. to another level. <laughs> they don't just have cocks. They have like little tickling organs on the side of them. They have all sorts of things. They have, in comparison to their body, genitalia like a third to a half the size of them. Not that unusual in my case. <laughs> So you're saying half their body is an erogenous zone? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. So you say, if I swat a fly and I narrowly graze its side, it's enjoying that shit. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> We've just been to a fly conference. 400 fly experts around the world. I'll tell you, and we had this plenary lecture at 9 o'clock in the morning about fly porn, and we could watch them all doing, like, hitting each other and headbutting and how they usually mate. And then there was a bit where they were doing fly kissing. And I tell you, none of the audience could look. We were like, oh, that's too intimate. Break it down. Yeah. Break it, break it down, break it down. What happens? Is it like, you know that thing that comes out when they're they're sucking on poo? Is it that thing that comes out and they... That's their mouth. Yeah, so is that what it is? No. Do you use your mouth to transfer sperm? No, but you said fly kissing. I use my mouth to kiss. I don't know what the hell... I don't know what the hell you do at the Natural History Museum with your nerd friends. But with me, I use my mouth to kiss. Yes, they do exactly the same. Okay, break it down. With your nerd friends. (laughs) Hey, she riled me. She riled me. I'm really sorry about the nerd quip. But I'm I'm genuinely interested in fly kissing. Can I just... <laughs> well, we'll start with. We'll give you the first scenario. I'm sorry. So this is number one. Erica has travelled to a remote part of Peru, full of crazy-assed flora and fauna, hoping to catch a special kind of fly that only lives on a particular type of Peruvian potato. However, all the potatoes have been snaffled up by a branch of spud. You like spud? She doesn't like more like. And the only potatoes left are five thousand feet up a mountainside. Erica neither has climbing equipment nor is she a goat, but she wants the fly. What would she do in this situation? So she needs to climb a mountain yeah. to get a potato yeah. which has a fly on it that she would like to study. Mm. But she hasn't got the equipment. Yeah. You would climb, wouldn't you? You would do it. Well, I'm not going to give it away, but, you know, if it's a beautiful fly, and there are some beautiful flies. How would yeah, you describe a beautiful, beautiful one? Because when I see the close-ups, they all look like nah. idiots. Nah. Yeah. yeah, which is the hot one? Yeah. fucking nerds, the man. <laughs> the really cute ones are the bee flies. They look like little fluffy narwhals. Sorry, what's a narwhal? The whale with the big, like, oh, with unicorn. The horn. Yeah, yeah. The unicorn whale, yeah. So there's a fly that looks like a little fluffy version of that, if you can get that in your head. I can get that in my head. I feel like we started off on the wrong foot here. I, I, I apologise for the nerd comment. I think it was our hand. I really, it was wrong. you told her that all flies look like idiots. <laughs> but up close, come on. Up close they do. But that's not on her. I'm not saying she looks like idiot. Whereas the, the thing about... This is the thing I've chosen That's what I'm saying. So the thing about the nerds... That you call an idiot. Yeah, but all sorts of people study idiots. Like, my mum's a psychotherapist. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Would, is the answer something that you would entice the fly down with? So there's something else other than the potato that it would be interested in? Okay. Um, I have um, smeared feces round forests. I don't know if I want to know the answer anymore. Um, I, I've used different types of feces to compare whether different animals attract different insects. So I, I was in Costa Rica and I got a howler monkey feces. And then I got some cow shit, some dog shit, and some human shit, and I smeared this all around the forest. You, who's whoa, 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 human whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Can we just rewind that? That's just why I was slightly. concerned about, yeah. Who's poo? Students. Was it your own? Was it the student? Right. 
If you had to do an experiment and you had to use you had human to use human feces, poo. No, I see where this is going. You would use your own. You would use your own. Well, you would smear somebody else's poo. No, I wouldn't touch somebody else's. I'm interested in the term "have to." I mean, I'd like to say that the human faeces was the most attractive. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you must be proud. I was. <laughs> so, is Joe right? Would you call the fruit fly down or would you climb up to the fruit fly? I'd climb up. I have climbed up. I have been stuck in the middle of nowhere and they're like, oh, I'm really sorry, it's up there. And I look like a ghostbuster at the time. I have this backpack vacuum cleaner where I hoover off flies from plants and all the villagers come from nowhere watching me trying to climb up this hill, hoovering flies off plants. Are there little kids now who are going to want to do your job? I always worry <laughs> about that. it. You know I, mean? I feel like everybody just wants to be on the X Factor or something now. We need to do an X Factor of that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, you think you can collect shit, but that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Here's scenario number two. Erica is drawing her first cup of coffee of the day out of her Ross Geller picture mug, like everybody at our museum has. <laughs> when the post arrives, Erica has received a parcel. Hooray! Perhaps it's that fly fancy dress outfit she ordered from Etsy. But no, upon opening the parcel, she discovers that someone has sent her a poo-covered maggot. In the accompanying letter, the sender explains that they want her to identify it because it's come out of their dog's bottom and they're worried that their pet may in fact be a Trojan dog... A dog designed by the flies to enable them to invade the sender's house. Wow. What would Erica do in this situation? <laughs> she'd be all over it for a start. The little I know of you, I've got to say, all right. If, I think if, she'd if, be if, all if over everyone it. Everyone I know, anyone who'd like a shit-covered maggot, <laughs> you've got to be in the top 20 people. <laughs> OK, so I, I brought you some maggots. Oh. These Jesus. are box like maggots. Um, Michael's vegan, so we can't yeah. eat them. Are they, are I wouldn't they, eat them. They've come they... out of an elephant's nose. Oh, have they? Jesus yeah. Christ. Is this a... Most of my um, fly colleagues have had a bot fly. I haven't had a bot fly yet. I love watching bot fly videos on YouTube. They're very satisfying to watch. Oh. My friend um, got one in his head. So I watched it grow for a couple of weeks. It was very exciting. And, and then he said, can you get this out of my head? And we're in the middle of the jungle, so I'm like, okay, I've got no real antiseptic. So I gave him half a bottle of rum, and I put some Vaseline over the top so it suffocates it. And then I've had to slice open his head slightly and pop it out. And I don't know if you can see, but they've got (laughs) spines that face the other way, so they actually cling inside you, so it's really hard to push them out. So there was a lot of swearing. He brought my mother into it. He... um, Classic exorcist move. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually we popped it out, but he's got his own little bot fly now and I haven't got one. Have you ever been sent a poo-covered maggot in the post? Yes. Um, my friend's a police vet and it came out of the backside of a dog and it was very odd because it was not what you'd usually expect. What well, would you usually expect? Yeah, no, that's why I Just stuff from, from a Amazon. police vet's dog's bum. <laughs> well, no, there's definitely maggots that we'd expect to go through the gastrointestinal tract. Right, and this right. wasn't, this was a crane fly lolly. So these are the, you know, the things that fly around. <laughs> Science are you, fiction. Are you okay, Erica? <laughs> yeah, I'm And their larvae are not designed to go through the digestive tract of a dog. So we theoried that this dog had reversed on to this maggot and sucked it up slightly. <laughs> wow. You're making notes for jerk. <laughs> 
No, the dog fucked the maggot. No, the dog's ass hoovered up up the maggot. Well, I mean, you could put it in different terms if you want. (laughs) The ass hoovered up the cock, if you wish. (laughs) (laughs) But it's up there, isn't it? (laughs) Lost track of the question slightly. What's an acceptable fly murder? In what sense? I mean, we all kill flies every day. No, 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 you shouldn't. Because flies get rid of your shit as we've already mm, talked about. Yeah, yeah. They're pollinators. And do you okay. like chocolate? I do like chocolate. You wouldn't have chocolate because the only pollinator of chocolate is a fly. That is yeah. possibly the only nice fact that you've brought to the table. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I think Erica has brought I like this side. <laughs> ben, do that side get points? Oh, Erica, who would you like to give points to? Oh, well, oh just no, come on, just because no, I've no, been, listen, no, I've no, been hold on, hold on. No, she has. But to be fair, Margaret's been very supportive. Seriously, from the heart, I swear on my kids, the shit was fascinating. I think we could all, no, we can all agree with that. It was fascinating. You don't often hear people come out in support of flies. You know what I mean? So, so Erica, points to Joe and Michael. Thank <laughs> you, Erica Situation. The winner gets to kiss a UKIP. <laughs> the round ends when producer Ben gets horny. You accidentally decapitate your next door neighbour's cat. What's the wrong thing to do? Uh, decapitate your next door neighbour just to make it less awkward. <laughs> <laughs> How about just write on a napkin, soz. <laughs> Stick up on a door with the cat's head. The Queen starts following you on Twitter. What is the wrong thing to do? Follow her in real life. Everywhere she goes. You find a child's mitten on the pavement next to some iron railings. What's the wrong thing to do? Fuck Mm. the mitten! (laughs) What about take the mitten off the railing and challenge the nearest man to a duel? (laughs) I'd I'd string it around my neck and then just have loads of really earnest conversations with people about loss. episode where I end up crying. <laughs> Your mum asks to borrow a condom. It's <laughs> the wrong thing to do. Follow her in real life. <laughs> Ask for it back afterwards. Tell her you gave the last one to dad. <laughs> <laughs> said and in the end the love you take is illegal if she's unconscious <laughs> what are the final scores producer Ben the final scores are oh, no. Margaret and Ben have six Michael and Joe have seven and a half yeah. well done Michael yeah, and Joe thanks for listening to the show goodbye Do the right thing podcast.
because we never ever ask you for money or give out these slots to actual advertisers, uh, we have a little word from our sponsors, me and my colleague, right now. Um, please, please come and see my Edinburgh Fringe show, which is on at the Edinburgh Fringe in Edinburgh at half past 12 every single day. That's lunchtime, not in the evening. Half past 12 every day at the Voodoo Rooms, apart from Tuesdays, because I get tired and sad. <laughs> I will definitely be going to see Danielle's show every day. Uh, if it wasn't for the fact that I also have a show at the same time. Well, it's on at 10 past 12, stand two. My show's called Tell It Like It Is, Steve. Why is it called Tell It Like It Is, Steve? Come and find out. It was about the time that I realised when I was about 18 that I was a prick. <laughs> what, uh, what year is this? <laughs> Just for future listeners, you know. Oh, I thought you had just said Quantum Leap or something. <laughs> just people who hear this podcast in a year's time or something, you know. Oh, it's, it's 2015, the year Back to the Future 2 is set. Yeah.